Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. Which you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. We're live at CPAC. It's War Room, our Saturday special. Uh, right now, the Secret Service is letting people in, bleed them in through here. We got kind of a crowd. Morning, C uh, morning, CPAC crowd. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I tell you what, uh, Jane, we got Calamity Jane Zirkle is going to help us with the crowd. Jane, why don't we do some interviews right now? From the posse, can you tell us why you're at CPAC today and who you're excited to see? Well, of course, I'm so excited to see the great Steve Bannon, but my name is Lila Hart. I'm here at CPAC to promote the movie me and my husband, Eric Abenante, made called American History of Voter Fraud. You guys can find it at lilahart.com slash documentary. Do you guys think secure elections are important to this country? Yeah. How important are they? I serve on the election committee at my county party. Was the 2020 election stolen? Yeah. Any doubt in your mind about that? No. So what are we going to do about it? Paper I like that. I like that. Hang on for one second. I'll tell you what. We've got an election that's going really great. We got, we're going to go to Washington. The great Joe Kent, a come from behind, very close to victory. I think it was one of the local papers that said that Jamie Herrera Butler would wait for it, need a miracle to stop the uh, Joe, Joe Kent from closing on it. Joe Kent now joins us from Washington 3. Joe, give us an update. Where do we stand right now? Yeah, Steve, the war room is a uh, is a good omen. It's good luck. Right after I got off your show yesterday, another ballot drop occurred. And right now, we are only down by 257 votes with 35,000 votes estimated uh, to be counted this weekend. Hold it. 35,000 votes to go. You're down by under 200. And since they start closing, you've closed now, what, you, you, the percentage of vote coming in for you is what, 60%, 55%? Right around there, Steve. Yeah, that's right. This is Carrie Lake too, right? Carrie Lake was 70-30 on game day vote. What does this show you? The deplorables vote on game day. Is that correct, Joe Kent? That's exactly right, Steve. So we have unconfirmed reports from some of our folks that uh, have followed these elections here locally for a while that the voter turnout for this primary exceeded the 2020 presidential race. And that's because our people showed up on game day and overwhelmed the system. Hold it. Hang over a second. Hold. I want to do that slowly. You're saying right now that the primary vote up in Washington three could be higher than the presidential election in 2020. Is that what I'm hearing? That's what quite a few uh, seasoned election observers are saying up here right now, that when it's all said and done, this is, this is looking like it's going to be bigger than the 2020 presidential race as far as how many of our people showed up, participated, but especially turned in those ballots on game. 
Can we have a shout out for Washington three for MAGA? Joe, hang on one second. I'm bringing Richard Barris. Richard Barris has been all over your race from the beginning. Richard Barris, the people's pundit right here, the best pollster we got. Richard, give us your assessment. Jamie Herrera Butler needs another soul to sell to, to save herself from losing this race. No I mean, chance. No, I, um, Steve, there's a chance because like there's a chance that I could quit being the people's pundit today, win the Powerball tomorrow. There's <laughs> right. a chance, but it's not likely. He's closing. He's closing strong. The only thing left is election day vote, and he's killing it. Joe, let me so ask you, not, what was it about your campaign that drove so many people to come out on election day? It really got back because you had no money and you had what four and a half or five million dollars dropped on your head by the Republican establishment. 4.5 million right there just in the last 12 days alone, a couple million before that. You know, really at the end of the day, Steve, it came down to hard work, having an authentic message and being willing to go out there and get in front of voters. We did over 220 in-person town halls where I stayed and answered every question people had. My team knocked on over 120,000 doors. I knocked on 2,000 doors personally. And then also obviously having the endorsement of President Trump, the most powerful endorsement in all of political history, that obviously helps. But really at the end of the day, we simply outworked the competition. And that's that's what the American people, that's what the people of Washington 3 want to see. Amen. Who's going to work hard and yeah. represent you gotta outwork the. Uh, you got to outwork the fraud. You got to outwork the money. We got to outvote the fraud and we got to outvote the money. That's very simple. You're, by the way, how, did your uh, did Jamie Herrera uh, Butler ever debate you, sir? Not really, Steve. She called into a radio program where me, her, and the Democrat debated in a very, uh, I'd say, careful manner. We weren't really allowed to go back and forth with each other. So it was a glorified candidate forum over Zoom, and that's as close as she got. That was the only time. That was it. How much, by the way, the Republican establishment, McCarthy's guys gave her how much money to put on your head? 4.5 million in the last 12 days. The McCarthy directly gave her at least 150,000 throughout the entire course of the election. That's just going right from his pack into her pack, but then all the other GOP establishment packs, probably about another two or $3 million right there. Well, the GOP establishment packs, are those the ones who are doing the really nasty personal attacks on you? Yep, absolutely. And they're already starting to crop up. They're going after Anthony Sabatini down there in Florida as well. So conservatives for a stronger America. This pack it has been personally attacking me. They made it look like one of the other candidates was endorsed by President Trump. That's why Trump had to come in at the last minute to make it very clear that I was the endorsed candidate. This pack is definitely it's propped up by the establishment. But right now they are taking FEC fines as opposed to disclosing their donors. So they don't want the base to know who's behind these attacks on America First Republicans. Because remember, McCarthy and the establishment, they want to talk MAGA out of one side of their mouth, but then they want to stab the base in the back. And that's what they've been doing since the impeachment vote. By the way, you're, you're a lesson in, in what I tell candidates about hard work. Go through one more time what you and your team did to ensure his victory. Because at the end of the day, he could have a five or six point it's win, face right? Face-to-face, Steve. Yeah. Face-to-face? Face-to-face. It makes all the difference in the world. That's what Joe did. He outworked them. Uh, but that's the leadership fund. Who he's talking about that came after him? They did it to John Gibbs. They destroyed Mike Cassidy in the runoff. That's the same. That is Kevin McCarthy and his friends. That's who went after Joe Kent. Went after Joe Don't Kent. forget that. 
Don't forget that. Tell that is the, Kevin tell the, tell the McCarthy. What was it? That is Kevin McCarthy and his leadership fund. Those independent expenditures are coming from your minority leader. Don't forget that. And that's why he's got a 23% favorability rating. And that's why, and that's why Joe Kent. Joe, one more time for the audience here and at home. Walk us through exactly what uh, the deplorables and MAGA did to get out this historic vote for you in Washington 3. The biggest thing they did is they were engaged in the process. My town halls kept getting bigger and bigger. We got a better response when we were out there door knocking. The, these people were putting their shoulder to the wheel. They were coming out there participating. The big thing is, too, like you had, you had a young lady there in your audience who said that she works on her county elections board. We got our people engaged in the process. We have our people out there watching these votes getting counted, watching the ballot drop boxes. And we also had our people hold on to their ballots until the very last day and walk their ballots into the county auditor's office. So really, at the end of the day, it comes down to hard work and engagement. And that's what the, uh, the MAGA base, the War Room Posse, that's what we're doing. That's why we're winning. By the way, how much support did you get from Fox? How many times have you been on Fox News? The great Tucker Carlson was pretty much the only one that would have me on. Tucker was very good to me. Uh, other than that, uh, once I went after McCarthy, I think uh, Tucker was the only guy who'd have me on. Tucker Carlson, the great Tucker Carlson, I tell you. Tucker's, Tucker's the best. Okay, right now, tell us exactly where you stand and how can the war room and how can the great CPAC crowd here, how can they assist? Tell us what you need and tell us what we need to do to push this over the the top and when do you think they're actually going to formally because didn't they take the weekend off or are they going to count over the weekend uh we think they're going to, we know at least one county our biggest county clark county they're going to count uh throughout the weekend they're not going to publish anything until monday the secretary of state will do another drop on monday we think monday morning but we're not sure Thirty-five thousand votes remain so right now the biggest uh, assistance that we need from the war room posse is we need to build up the uh, the war chest in case we have to take legal action or in case we have to pay for a recount so we're already within the threshold well we've exceeded the threshold of an automatic recount. And if that recount uh, is just, it, it's going to only be done by machines. If we want a hand recount, we're going to have to pay for that. So people need to go to joekentforcongress.com. Anything they can give, that's really going to help us make sure that we're ready to fight tooth and nail to take back this district. Okay, Joe, people want to know over the weekend, how they track you on social media? Because this is gonna be 24 seven all the way to uh, November 8th with you now. Yeah, Joe Kent uh, for Congress.com and then Joe Kent 16 J A N 19 on Twitter, Gitter, and Truth. Okay, Joe Kent, thank you very much. Can we hear it for Joe Kent before we let him go? Joe, everybody Thanks, here guys. has your back, man. You're a beloved figure. Just, just fight on. Joe Kent out in Washington 3. Thank you very much, Steve okay, Rich. Richard Barris, the People's Fund. Thank you, brother. Talk to you over the weekend. Hey, tell me about what what is Car the Cary Lake victory, Yeah. right? The Tudor Dixon victory up in yeah. Michigan. Joe Kent, you're starting to see Fincham out. What, what what are you taking from that? What does the data show you? What does the information this show is, you? Yeah, I mean, this is, a good, this is a good question because there are three batches of votes that are coming in these different primaries, and that's why it's not on, out on a limb ever with calling it for Cary Lake. There are people who drop off their mail, you know, drop off their ballot in the mail. They feel confident with that process. They're more establishment. 
All right, they're typically more moderate, more traditionalist. Then you have the game day voters who are super MAGA. But then you have those voters that bring that ballot in. That's what's, that's what's pushing Joe over right now. It's basically all mail-in. So if you're a game day voter, you're handing it in on election day. But Kerry Lake made that a strategy. That's why McCormick couldn't catch us in Pennsylvania. We've been seeing this everywhere. But Kerry Lake made it a strategy. And once that first batch of 5,000 came in in Maricopa, it was over, Steve. Because And by the way, there are some in the media that do know this. And they've seen this pattern now. Steve Kornacki, he knows it. And he, he admitted even on his show, which was amazing to me on MSNBC. But how do they get they get the psychological advantage? Because um, that's the that's the plan. Uh, Carrie Lake's yeah. opponent was calling for Carrie Lake to concede <laughs> at about at about that's ten or true. eleven o'clock at night because she yeah. was nine and a half points down, yeah. right? Yeah. So how do you how how does how do we combat that? Understanding we're game day voters, yeah. how do we combat that when they first get dropped? You're going to have these massive leads by mail-in votes. You know, it, the, these things are nerve-wracking. You know, but if this is the way uh, people feel comfortable doing it, then you're just going to have to get used to this, that this is the way it is. Uh, otherwise, participate in mail-in voting more. But, I mean, as of right now, you don't need to, do you? It's just that coming to understand that you're going to lose that early vote, things will turn around. It's going to have to become part of the psychological process throughout election night, you know, until until we can get back to an election day. You, th- <laughs> you, you guys support that uh, paper ballots, one-day vote? If that happened, we'd win every office in the country, right? There's no doubt. No phony, no right. phony. Okay, give me a quick assessment. I'll keep you through yeah. the next break. Give me, give me your quick assessment right now on, by the way, how did Joe Kent, how did they actually turn out? It looks like more voters in the 2020, in a Republican primary you know. <laughs> in August in Washington. How did they turn out more voters? There could be more voters than a 2020 presidential. Is that just hard work? You know, the, the same way that Carrie Lake is going to break turnout records in Arizona, I think people want leaders who will stand up for them and defend them. So and when Carrie they see that, Carrie Lake's going to have turnout records in Arizona. Absolutely. Joe Kent's going to have turnout records in Washington. That's going to happen. How, what does this tell you about the MAGA vote? <laughs> they, they feel energized. So now I'm saying, and there's the way, a lot of them. I'm telling you, we're yeah. two thirds of the country. You know what? Once you get the message out, we're two thirds of the country. Joe is the only Republican in the southeastern blue collar area of this district that is even in the leaderboard up there in this district. And nobody's paying attention to that. Okay. That is a Democratic area. We have Richard Barris. He's the People's Pundit. He was with us on uh, the famous 3 November 2020. <laughs> he was back. back he was back with. Uh, back at this house or back at your command center right yeah, you were in yeah, arizona yeah. that we, yeah. we're, we're gonna get uh, have uh richard's gonna join us on the other break we got tons of guests here audience also i think we may actually go and find richard's the person that really does all the work at the people's <laughs> pundit right we're gonna now. search the crowd short commercial break we're live here in cpac as the crowd starts to build <laughs> president trump president trump was in wisconsin last night he's coming here to be back in a moment with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome. We're live at, we're live at CPAC. we got the War Room posse right here. Hey, are you guys having a good CPAC? Is Texas a good place to have CPAC? 
Now, I want you to challenge Florida. Was, is CPAC Texas better or CPAC Florida? Uh, okay. Okay. We know it's a real competition between Texas and Florida. Okay. Richard Barris, okay. People's Pundit. Let's give some first calls. Yeah. I know you're just doing your analytics now. Every, okay. Here's what they're telling us. Morning yeah. Joe, all the media, the headlines, all these MAGA candidates, and maybe they can win primaries, but they can't win generals. Yeah. Uh, you know, Fincham set records out there for Secretary of State. Kerry mm -hmm. Lake can end up winning by five, six, seven, eight points. Is Kerry Lake in that ticket? Are they going to win in November as you see it right now? Kerry Lake's going to win. Kerry Lake's going to win? Lake's, listen. Oh, right here. Kerry Lake's going to win. Listen. B Bill Gates is not crying to Politico because she's going to lose. They're worried she's going to win. They Look, they wouldn't have spent all that money against her if they thought she'd just fall flat. There is that article in Politico, folks. That is them melting down because they know she will win. Not because they're worried she's going to lose. They said, we need humiliation at the ballot box. And the, the reporter said, well, okay, so then you'll get it with Carrie Lake. And he said, no, she's electable. You don't get it. She's electable. Look, there's a whole base out there. They can't poll. They're going to come out for her. End of story. What about Katie Hobbs? Katie Hobbs is promoted on MSNBC every day yep. as, the, as the person that can take down uh, Carrie Lake. She's done a horrible job as Secretary of State. 3 November 2020, she stole that. This, this election was a complete disaster. Are the people of Arizona going to hold her accountable for that? She ran unopposed and basically couldn't win Santa Cruz. I mean, this is not... Carrie Lake swept every county. Katie Hobbs did not against somebody who had no money, really no name recognition. Uh, and when we were polling, Democratic voters did tell us they were not happy with their choices. Now, look... They'll come out, those who come out will vote for her, you know, in numbers, because that's just who it is. But, you know, it's their nominee, and that's the state of our politics. But at the end of the day, independents aren't going to give Katie Hobbs a promotion. Let's talk about Michigan. Tudor, Tudor, Tudor Dixon's going against Whitmer. Whitmer's got yep. her eye on the White House. She's one of the biggest stars of the Democratic Party. Yep. You've got Matt DiPerno. You have Christine Karama. you got a great ticket with Tudor Dixon at the head. Where do you see Michigan right now? You know, that's the next one we're going to poll. We're going right after Michigan next. Tudor Dixon is a great candidate. Gretchen great candidate. Whitmer. Great candidate. You guys like Tudor Dixon? Gretchen Whitmer. I think Gretchen Whitmer is a tougher opponent to beat than Katie Hobbs. I agree with you. But without a doubt, if someone's going to do it, it's going to be Tudor. Did you see her victory speech? Amazing. That's exactly if what If you haven't had a chance to watch it, go home over the weekend Amazing and get time. 27 minutes. Unbelievable. They'll teach that in, they'll she teach knows that in school. What the, she knows what people want to hear Here's the right great now. news. We have two heavyweight title fights right. in, in November. Right. We've got Michigan with Tudor Dixon versus Gretchen Whitmer and the whole ticket. Because the, the attorney general of Michigan is one of the most corrupt, incompetent attorney generals in the country, yeah. right? Their secretary of state's awful. awful. So Michigan is, is prime time. And then Kerry Lake brings the heat in Arizona. So MAGA, we got the fight we want. And quite frankly, we got the opponents we want. Yeah. We, like, we right. like Katie Hobbs and we like yeah. Red, If you're going to take people on, let's, get, let's take the best. Yep. And they got the whole apparatus back them. What do you see overall in trends? As yeah. you see, let's talk about the House because they're saying, oh, after Roe v. Wade, and particularly after Kansas, it's shifting our way. Biden's going to have all these wins, right? All, all this, all this spending legislation, all the orgy of spending. He's got momentum, right? They're turning this thing around. Where do you see it right now for the House race? I'm not sure an obscurely worded amendment. You know, the results of an obscurely worded amendment. Are That's predictive. a massive tax cut. Right. A tax raising taxes on people. What is predictive? is the two-party vote share in Washington primaries. That is and has been predicted for years, and everybody knows that. 
So that's a bad sign for Democrats on the House level. Uh, you know, at this point, John Gibbs, a perfect example. That's one of those races all the media immediately leaned to Democrat. John Gibbs was the only candidate who could win nine out of ten base support. Peter Meyer was... He was Can't dead on it. arrival if he won that primary. So thank God for Republicans, he did not. All right. So look, wave elections sweep all. Do you kinds think of you're, are you seeing a wave election right now? With the, with We're going to hit Labor Day here, Steve, and people okay. are going to start looking at the economy. Okay. The jobs report is a lagging indicator. We are in a recession, and you know history. History has its day. Mitch McConnell sitting there going, "The problem with MAGA, the problem with the Trump movement, is you get all these unelectable." Guys, uh, men and women for the U.S. Senate. <laughs> Let, let's talk specifically about the Oz race in Pennsylvania yeah. and the J.D. Vance. Politico's got a big story this morning. Lead stories about Tim Ryan is now technically ahead. Is the problem they're not reaching out and consolidating the base right now? I mean, what those two campaigns seem to be, they're, yeah. they're having trouble getting out of the blocks. I think what's uh, happening? Yeah, I think Oz is having some trouble consolidating his base. But also in, in Ohio, I don't think that's would what's it going help. On. Would it help Oz if he actually came into Pennsylvania and campaigned from uh, from New Jersey? Would, <laughs> that be, also, would that be first off, first off, first off, first off? <laughs> Oz is Oz Oz is running against Weekend at Bernie's, right? Uh, is Fetterman here, no, folks. sir? Is Fetterman alive? Honestly, no, here. I, we, I, look, I feel for his health, but he's running an health internet. Health is fair game, Steve. Okay, health he's, is fair he's game. running. He's running. He's running. Like I say, pray for your enemies, right? right. He's running. Uh, he's running an internet campaign. How many up is uh, how many up is Fetterman right now? He's pro I mean, he's probably a few points up. I mean, Republicans are going to be juiced. So, but if you can't consolidate the base, you're going to fall flat. Even if they are, even if even if Pennsylvania is R plus two in okay. November, Oz would still lose if he what doesn't about consolidate. Ohio? What that about base. Ohio? Is JD going to close this gap over look, Tim Ryan? I don't think Ryan. There's a gap to close. I think pollsters absolutely stink at polling Ohio. Okay. I went back and looked at Trump versus Biden. Because that's, that's MAGA country, right? I put that state away at the beginning of September because the final August poll was Trump plus nine okay. and all the other pollsters publicly were Biden plus five. Still, okay. you remember Fox yeah, News, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nate Cohen at the New York Times. He yeah. does a great job, right? Yeah. He does a great job, right? And he had his final was like Biden plus one. I just don't think they know how to poll the state. Okay. That's it. I really do. And we're going to go in that for uh, CD Media soon. Good. Oh, uh, CD Media, by the way, L. Todd Woods and the guys doing a great doing job a great there job. Su supporting your uh, polling. Yeah. Anything else you want to leave the audience with? What should they be focused on? What are the key? We want to give signal, not noise. Yeah, so what listen, should this crowd be looking at? The stay juiced because Kevin McCarthy does not want to end up like John Boehner. So the, and, and neither does Mitch McConnell, by the way. They, the last thing they want is a huge wave with a whole bunch of MAGA freshmen hold on, hold on, and women. Hold on. So they don't want to win the 40, 50, they 60. They don't 100. want to crack 247. That's no what they keep way. saying. That's what Ron, Ronna keeps saying four seats. They're saying 15 to 20 seats. I'm telling you that they, he does not want to end up like John Boehner, having to explain to the base and the voters why he's not getting things done. And by the way, the last time that happened, he didn't make it to be speaker, did he? John no. Boehner left, and he had to step aside because he didn't have the votes, and Paul Ryan had to save him from himself. An embarrassment. Right? Daniel Webster almost had to come in and, and, and yeah. handle it. So, you know, stay juiced and, and, and don't give them what they want. Okay, can we hear it for the People's Pundit, Richard Barris? Okay, Richard, thank you so much. Honored to have you on here, the People's Pundit. Also, the engine room of the People's Pundit, always aggressive. Okay, I want to I want to announce, a, a, introduce to War Room. Come on in, Doctor. Doctor Anthony Ant Thornton. Doctor Thornton is running for the Lieutenant Governorship of, of New Mexico. Great state of New Mexico. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna tell you something, Doctor. 
President Trump, there are two states that get all over him of why they won't flip. Minnesota and New Mexico. Are you going to be the lieutenant governor? I am going to be the lieutenant governor in November of this year. We have a great state in New Mexico. People have no idea that we are the national security state of the United States. Amen. We have some three, two national laboratories, Air Force Research Laboratory. We have some of the best and brightest people on earth working in that state. And we're going to take this state back and we're going to turn it red come November. Amen. Amen. Dr. Thornton, tell, tell the audience about yourself, particularly the war room of our national and international audience. Tell us so, about okay, so my name is Dr. Ant Thornton. I'm an aerospace engineer. I, um, I worked at in the national security business for most of my career. Uh, I did hypersonic research for a nuclear weapons laboratory. And I also, uh, um, also did some work for an uh, aerospace company, did a high-end research work for, uh, for I, I should be pointing the other way, shouldn't you're to good, the crowd. You're good, you're good. All right. And so I uh, did a lot of work for the uh, nuclear weapons business and for an aerospace company and did a lot of high-end research work in that regard. Um, decided to get into politics because I was frustrated with the lack of uh, rational decisions being made at the leadership level in our state. Uh, our state is typically purple. Our prior governor was a Republican governor, but now we have a progressive governor who is not taking advantage of what this state has to offer. We have from a national security perspective, people talk about Texas border, they talk about the Arizona border, they forget New Mexico has a border with Mexico as well. Amen. And we have currently a governor who is allowing it to flow openly and freely and not doing anything about that. So that's a concern of mine. What was the thing that really that, that triggered you to say, hey, look, I gotta put it, I've been a, I'm a doctor, I'm in the aerospace business, that business is booming, I'm you know helping my country national security wise, but I gotta get involved in the bear pit of elected politics? Well, it's because because of my service in the national security business, I thought now's the time, since I retired in 2015, I thought now's the time to do service for national security for the state of New Mexico. And, uh, and I thought, you know, it's the same issues. Now we have border security there. The other side of the coin is people don't realize that New Mexico is the third largest producer of oil and gas in the country. People think of wow. Alaska, they think about wow. Texas, New Mexico. New Mexico is a uh, oil and gas producer. So again, energy security is another aspect that we bring to the table. And if you elect um, our, go our governor and me as lieutenant governor, we're definitely going to turn this state around and we're going to continue being the second or third largest producer of oil and gas. And our current governor wants to kill that business. Oh, wow. And uh, she wants the Green New Deal. And we're not going to have any of that if we're elected. Dr. Ann Thornton, can you just hang on with us? We'll take sure. a short commercial break. Can we hear it for CPAC? Can we... Can we, can we hear it for the good doctor who's running in um, New Mexico? Okay, short commercial break. We're going to be back with CPAC uh, Live War Room in a moment. Everything's just beginning for the games you want to play. Bring it on and I will fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Cause we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. War Room. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. We're live at CPAC with the War Room Posse. You guys having a good time? This crowd is so great. Okay, we've got the next Lieutenant Governor of the great state of New Mexico, Dr. Ann Thornton. 
Dr. Thornton, give your, uh, we want to make sure, give your social media, your website. This is a new rising rock star in the MAGA movement. Tell us all about it. Thank you. You guys can reach me on thenextlg.com. That's what I plan to be, the next lieutenant governor for great state of New Mexico. It's the next LG on Facebook, next LG on uh, Twitter and Getter. And so you can get me on all of those. I look forward to seeing you all. Stay, t stay in touch with us and donate because we need to win this in November. And we're going to turn New Mexico red. All right. Thank you all. Okay, we're very honored now to introduce the next governor of the great state of Michigan, Tudor Dixon. This is a great crowd. This is what I love about CPAC. No matter when you come to CPAC, it's just filled with the most amazing people. Honestly, this is where my little seed grew to do what I'm doing today is because of all of you. No, talk to us about that. Talk because you had you were the afternoon host of a big hit show. You're going to move to evenings. Everything's clicking. You got a big family, right? You're you're the you know yes. you're the new American mom. And all of a sudden, what was it that got Tudor Dixon to say, "Hey, look, I'm going to do all that." to be David versus the Goliath. <laughs> really years ago, I did start coming to CPAC and that I do believe that's where that seed grew. And then we saw what was happening in the state of Michigan. And it was just this moment of, you know, Donald Trump had just lost the election. And I remember being at these events all the time, him saying, they're not trying to get to me. They're trying to get to you. I'm just standing in the way. And having this play over and over in my head, like, where do we go from here? And I said, well, why don't I be the one standing in the way? At least for Michigan, let's do this. And I think it really does take a strong woman to go up against someone like Amen. Gretchen Whitmer. Amen, amen. And I am, I'm a mom of four girls. My husband and I have four school-age girls. We are raising them in a state where we were locked out of school for almost probably the longest of any other state. And if you look, on average, blue states were out of school for twice as long as red states. But Michigan's a little bit different because Gretchen Whitmer was offered the opportunity to help our students to bring in reading scholarships, and she vetoed that bill. Like she's vetoed so many other bills. She vetoed help for small businesses. She created this disaster, and then she refused to help anybody out of it. And now she'll tell you that she's created more jobs. She hasn't created jobs. That's like someone strangling you nearly to death, then giving you mouth to mouth and going, look, I saved your life. This is what we're dealing with in Michigan, and we are done with these woke politicians that bring these radical concepts that live in control by fear instead of courage. We are bringing back courage, and we are going to battle against the Goliaths. Unbelievable. I, I think your very first speech, when, when you stepped away from a real America's voice, I think it was on the back of a pickup truck in a flatbed. <laughs> talk to first before we talk about the general. Talk about that primary you had such a massive win, but walk people through because it started as kind of such a dream and ended in such a big victory. It is. And, you know, so many times people said, how could you possibly do this? It's the only thing I'll tell you when you change a career and you go to law school or medical school, people are always like, that is a great idea. Do that. When you say I'm running for governor, people are like, why <laughs> do not do this? You know, so you're not really encouraged, but I am an eternal optimist. So I remember going in and meeting with one of our elected officials early on and he said, Pretty much, you've got a good story. Everybody has a good story. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. And I walked out and I was like, he said I have a good story. And that's all, I just kept pushing through. And I think that that was the key, hard work. It's, it's this concept that we used to have in the United States. It's really what the United States was built on. 
and we've gotten away from that, but man, with a little hard work, you can do a heck of a lot. And we just knew it would be hard. We would fight through it. We would work very hard. And somebody said to me early on, what do you think is your superpower that you think for by any chance you could possibly do this? And I said, you know what? I'll be underestimated. And underestimating people is sometimes a mistake. Amen. Um, Gretchen Whitmore, a lot it looks like what she does is is projecting downrange, thinking about her run for the White House. Is she focused as much on Michigan as you think she should have as governor, or she got broader plans and just looking at this office as a stepping stone? So she was auditioning for vice president. Um, apparently Kamala Harris was better, so that was what we went with. Um, but we saw her for many months auditioning for vice president. So we knew in the midst of this terrible crisis in the state of Michigan, at our lowest point, she was focused on her career. She was not focused, uh, focused on the people of Michigan. She was on MSNBC. She was on CNN. She had her little Fauci pillow in the corner. She was talking about how it was important to shut us down, lock us down. And you saw other states opening up and they were opening up and they were surviving this. They were fighting, but they were surviving this. And she was saying, we got to keep the schools closed. We had our restaurants closed for eight months, longer than any other state. We lost 3,000 restaurants. That's the number one career for an entrepreneur. People's mindsets, their hearts, their motivation has been crushed because she wanted to be in Washington. And she thought that the more radical she was, the more appealing that would be to Joe Biden, who I'm sure had no idea what she was doing, let's face it. So she continued to run for vice president. Now, she was asked just the other day, what do you think about Joe Biden? Will he run in 24? And she's not really gonna answer. Well, what do you think? Well, right now I'm focused on the people of Michigan. Right now is the key there. And. and and let me tell you, she's not, because that was the same message she gave us in 2020 when we were all locked down, everybody was struggling, and she was on MSNBC trying to get to Washington, D.C. She's still trying to. We have to stop her from doing that, because if you think that the energy policy in the, in the United States of America is radical now, she's trying to shut down a pipeline in the state of Michigan that would cause catastrophe across the entire Midwest. Justin Trudeau has come out and said, you cannot shut down this pipeline. The most radical <laughs> environmentalist in the world. She is farther left than him. She is more radical than him. So this is why this race to me is so important. This is why we need all of your support. And, and, and honestly, help us out. We're at TudorDixon.com. But we need all of your support to make sure that she doesn't get to you. I've got to protect you from her. I mean, Talk about the personal attacks because she can't win on policy. Right. You can stand up and debate her and you've got better policies. You've thought them through. You're smarter. You've been an entrepreneur. You what run a steel mill or a steel company. Walk us through the personal attacks and how your faith informs your decision making and how you go for this because you know they're going to come after you. You and Carrie Lake, mm -hmm. they're going to try to destroy you personally because they can't beat you on the facts and they can't beat you on your policies. Right. And, and you know, the, the thing is, God is good. Amen. And there has been nothing I have seen clearer in my life than through this campaign. And I have been through hard times. We've lost a baby. I've gone through cancer. I've fought through these things. I lost my dad during this campaign. And God is good. 
He has been by my side the entire time. And I have seen him open doors that are impossible. And so when you talk about these attacks, we and we had vicious attacks from our opponents. And the funny thing is that we ran a campaign of no attacks. Our campaign was based on family, was based on bringing back jobs, was based on safe communities. And people like those concepts, going back to what we really built this country on. And so I saw God turn those attacks into name recognition. Everybody said, how could you possibly get your name out there? It's funny what God will do. If you have your strong, if you're rooted in strong faith, those attacks mean nothing. And so when they think they can come after you, you just have to remember that God is bigger than that. So I had that attack recently at the end of our race, at the end of our primary, I was the only candidate this cycle that the Democrats came in and viciously attacked. We, had, we saw Democrats come into some races and lift who they thought was going to be the weaker candidate up. They came in and they said that I wanted to defund the police. <laughs> really, you're using your, I mean, this is the definition of gaslighting. They, and everybody said, this is gonna be devastating if people think she's gonna defund the police and we, had a wipeout in Michigan. We had an early night on Tuesday night because everybody knows how ridiculous they are because God is good. And I can look in the, the face of these attacks and say, I know why I'm here. I know the plan. I know what's been placed in my heart and I'm in it for the journey and where he takes me, I will go. Tudor, last time, tell people how they get to your campaign, how they support you. You're going to grind it through from now all the way to November 8th. Let this audience know how they can help. Yes, please go to TudorDixon.com. That's T-U-D-O-R-D-I-X-O-N.com. Help us out. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tudor Dixon. Again, that's TudorDixon.com. We want to save you. Let me stand in the way this time. Amen. Can we hear it for Tudor Dixon? By, by the way, this is one of the most important. This is Kerry Lake in Arizona, the two most important races this year. Incredible. Tudor Dixon. Real America's voice loss is Michigan's game. Tudor Dixon. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll do this. God bless you. Tudor, thank you so much. Thank you. Tudor Dixon from Michigan. Thank you very much. That's a star right there. Tudor Dixon. Okay, we got Bo Hines now. Bo, incredible. Bo Hines from North Carolina. Introduce yourself to this great posse. Bo Hines running in North Carolina's 13th district. It's the only swing seat in the state of North Carolina. It's an R3, and we're excited to get a MAGA warrior to Congress from our great state, North Carolina, here. So tell, tell us how, how was the, uh, tell us about the primary. Walk us through that. Yes, yeah, so we had the most expensive congressional primary race in North Carolina history. The establishment came after us, the Democrats came after us, the radical left, the Soros movement came after us. We survived because we were talking about things that actually resonate with real people across this country. People are hurting. Right now, we are in a recession. We're watching the Biden administration attempt to redefine what a recession is. It's laughable. It's an absolute joke. People are hurting. Their wallets are hurting. They're sick of their children being indoctrinated in schools. Right? They're sick of their children being sexualized in our communities. It's absurd. We're watching children be dragged to drag queen shows all across our country. People won't. How does that out. set with folks down in North Carolina and the they're Tar Heel State? They're sick and tired of it. We want to get back to common sense. You know, people have called me a radical conservative. I like to call myself a common sense radical. Right. I mean, that's what we are in the MAGA movement. By the way, these candidates, Dr. Ant Thornton, uh, Tudor Dixon, Bo Hines. I mean, we got the best candidates, right? MAGA's on the rise. I mean, this guy can't get beaten. Give us a quick background on you. Absolutely. So I actually played football at North Carolina State. I was an All-American wide receiver there in my freshman year. 
and uh, God called me to leave. I actually went to Yale and I battled the crazy lefties up at Yale in one of those elite <laughs> institutions. I came out relatively unscathed, relatively. I held my ground and I ended up going to law school at Wake Forest, but I come from a family of entrepreneurs. You know, this is a new experience for us. We're not political insiders. We got in this fight. We took on the establishment, not only in North Carolina, but the national establishment as well. They didn't want to see us there because they know we're actually going to stand up for our constituents. You know, I don't plan on being a career politician. I want to go there to get things done. I want to be a MAGA warrior in Congress. You know, people talk about compromise as being a good thing. Compromise doesn't always equate to progress. And that's one thing we have to recognize as legislators for our country. We have to hold the ground. We're going to compromise our way out of a country here pretty soon. Amen. Can we hear it for Bo Hines? All-American all American football player that gave it all up. He's given it all up for you from MAGA. Bo Hines of North Carolina, brother. Thank you very much, Steve. Really appreciate it. I tell you, this is why President Trump loves this guy. Bo, 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 Bo. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. Man, we had Tudor Dixon. We had uh, Dr. Thornton. Bo, that's, that's tough to top, isn't it? But we've only started here. CPAC War Room, we're going to be back in a moment. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. This has been an exceptional week for the America First movement. Exceptional. You probably saw that the Trump-endorsed candidates, Blake Masters, easily won nomination for the U.S. Senate in Arizona. Carrie Lake won the nomination for Arizona governor. Tudor Dixon won the nomination for Michigan governor. John Gibbs, great guy, defeated rhino congressman Peter Meyer. Peter Meyer, he spells it a little different than other people. He is a little different right now. He's not so different, though, because he lost. This week, we're 45 wins and no losses. Is that good? That's President Trump. President Trump. We're live at CPAC on the War Room. President Trump's going to be here this afternoon to give a blockbuster barnstorming speech, so he'll be here in Texas. want to introduce now... Uh, Matt DiPerno is running for AG. Matt was the guy. Yeah. DiPerno's a MAGA warrior, right? Yeah. Matt DiPerno would not back down at all, trying to trying to make sure we decertify the illegitimate Biden electors from the state of Michigan. Now he's running for AG. I guess the most corrupt attorney general in the union, and that's saying something. No, absolutely. She is. She's the most corrupt attorney general in this state. 
Uh, everything she does, she gets shut down by the Michigan Supreme Court. She gets shut down by federal courts. And listen, we have the highest crime rate right now in decades in Michigan. We're now ranked number 10th in sex trafficking in the country. We've got illegal fentanyl coming into this state because Dana Nessel refuses to do anything or acknowledge that there's a border problem in this country. Um, we're going to change that when I'm attorney general. We're going to enforce the law. We're going to enforce the Constitution because that's what's important. We got a failing election system. We got businesses fleeing the state right now, and they're saying they will not invest in Michigan because they will not come to a state that weaponizes the health care department, shuts their business down, locks up citizens who want to keep their businesses open. And they're saying our education is failing. We're no longer teaching people critical math, critical reading critical science. We're teaching people about 63 genders in the state of Michigan, and businesses are saying that's unacceptable. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. On education, I thought your opponent, Dana, Dana Nessel, I see a video with audio on it. Dana Nessel wants a drag queen story. She wants a drag queen in every school in Michigan, and that's from her own lips. Yeah, absolutely. She came out a couple weeks ago and said, a drag queen in every school. Right. This is the agenda they're trying to push to our students in this state. We have had enough. That's why there is going to be a red wave in November. Because I tell you what, we are reaching out to these communities that are historically Democrat voting communities. They are changing their mind because they believe in God. They believe in country and they believe in family. And they know that the Democrat Party right now is trying to destroy our country and our families. And they have had enough. They are switching over. We're talking to these people. We've identified 800,000 voters in Michigan Amen. who voted for Joe Biden and who said, not again. We made a mistake. Never again. They're coming back to the Republican Party. And we are going to have a red tsunami in November. How good is it to have somebody like Tudor Dixon at the top of the ticket against Gretchen Whitmer? Because that makes it a title fight. No, it's, it's amazing. Tudor's going to do a great job. We're happy to have her at the ticket. She is a warrior. We got other warriors in Michigan, too. We got Christina Caramo. Amen. Whoa! Um, we are going to win this election right now in my race. We're plus one. All right. Plus one in a, in a poll put out about a week and a half ago by a Democrat uh, uh, social media influencer group. I don't say me news media anymore because that's not what they do anymore. So listen to this. We are, we are making headroads in Michigan. We are going to win. We've got the, the win behind us right now. And we need your support, everyone. Please. So hold it. So hold it. How do they, get, how do they find out more about you? More about the campaign. What's your social media? What are your coordinates? Yeah, deperno4mi.com. Go there. Help us out. Think about this, people. If everyone in Steve's listening audience came in and made a $50 donation, we would have all the money we need in this race to defeat oh, these Democrats. Amen. Because right now, we've got Soros, a Soros-funded attorney general raising money out of New York and Hollywood exclusively. She doesn't even pay attention to Michigan because she has no donors in Michigan. Amen. And we're going to change that. So everyone, help us out.
make a donation, and volunteer also. We need people across this great state Force to help multipliers. Yeah, you help, can do it online. Help myself, help Tudor, help Christina. Go to my website, deperno4mi.com, volunteer, get involved, knock on doors. That's how we make changes in this state. Matt, 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 All right. Matt, 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 Matt. Okay, are we going to take Michigan? Matt DiPerno, you fight, I've been, I tell you, I've been in a lot of foxholes with this guy. This guy's a fighter. Yeah, DiPerno, well, you're fantastic. Thank you for no, coming on the war room. Thank you. I appreciate Thanks, it. Brother. Take care. Thank you. Thank yep. you so much. Okay. Let's get, uh, we're going to get Kyle in here. Hold it. Kyle, come on in here. The great state of Texas. Woo! Kyle, who are you taking on? Absolutely. I'm taking on the impeachment manager and one of the biggest socialists this country's seen, Joaquin Castro. Oh. Man. Hold it. Hold it. MSNBC, Rachel Maddow tells me he's unbeatable. Yeah, everybody thinks they're unbeatable until they are. You know, we have done everything in that city to raise attention to conservative values. The Hispanic population is coming out in droves. We actually created Democrats for Kyle because that's what we're seeing in San Antonio. They want stability in the country. They want stability in the city of San Antonio. Kyle's going to stick with us through a short commercial break. We're going to be back in the war room. Got a little cold open about the speech last night so you guys can see that weren't there. And Kyle's going to stick with us, by the way. This is David versus a Goliath of the Democratic Party. Trust me. That guy wants to be president. Short break. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. War Room Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.